Hi again, everyone. Welcome to episode number 74 of the Radio MVP Sports Podcast. A little special edition as the Indians and the baseball trip, trade deadline has passed. As uh, last night, the Indians had the big day. And they did what we talked about during the last few episodes, Anthony. They made the trade. They actually trade Trevor Bauer. Yeah, it's, you know, it was a lot of, will they trade Trevor Bauer won't they trade Trevor Bauer the last couple of weeks? Uh, a mixed bag as as far as results go in terms of the starts. A couple of good ones on a clunker Sunday against Kansas City, as we all talked about, uh, followed by the 400-foot long toss. Um, was that the reason why he was traded? No. Was it maybe a deciding factor? Could be. Um, but they did... It's like Zach Mizell wrote. He said the Indians did what they dreamed about since November when they started the retooling, and that was help the major league roster for this year, help it for the future to stay competitive. They didn't want to tear down the Dutch for a rebuild. And I thought, Tim, we've talked about it since May. This team needs a right-handed stick. You touched on it a couple weeks ago that Francisco Lindor even said the Indians needed a right-handed six to balance out the lineup. And uh, you think Frankie got his wish, Tim? Yeah, he got his wish double, didn't he? Uh, yeah. What a, what a, I'll tell you what. He got to give it up to Chernoff and Antonetti and the Indians organization for what they really uh, was able to do. Mm-hmm. To achieve, because what they got was amazing. Um, you know, you've got two power hitters. Mm-hmm. You've got two pitchers. Actually, you got, you know, and, and the infielder, outfielder. Mm-hmm. In the process, it, it was just you know, truly a, uh, an, you know, an amazing job. They had a high price, and they got it. And it was. What's interesting here, Anthony, you know, as you talk about it, uh, it's interesting factoid here, and it's just pure... You know, Trevor Bauer came in the Sensu 2 trade in 2012. Yes, yes, he did. And that was involved in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yes, it did. And a three-way trade with the Diamondbacks. And here it is, you know, 2019, and here comes the same type of thing where the Indians made a move uh, and it involved the Cincinnati Reds again this time with Trevor Bauer actually becoming a Red versus uh, an Indian being traded away from the Indians. It's just kind of karma there. I don't know how it works. But Cincinnati seems to be involved in Cleveland big trades with this team. Damn it! Um, it's an interesting little factoid and uh, thing going forward. It uh, will be interesting to see. I've always I stated in the past. I'll say it again. I'm a Trevor. Bauer fan. I mm-hmm. think the kid is an amazing talent. Yes, mm-hmm. he's different. Yes, he, um, you know, uses uh, techniques that no one else does. But the Indians were interested in this technique. Yeah. And they actually brought him over years ago. And one of the reasons they ran into long tossing and, and mm-hmm. uh, spin rates and everything else, because they were actually developing some of that there and they wanted to attack them. Teammate to the other pitchers. Talking about pitching and stuff like that. However, uh, the Indians needed, you know, like you said, they started the retooling last winter. Still going on, but 
you know, you get way as soon as a power hitter, and you're going to have five years control over this young man. Um, you know, he's only making fifty yeah. thousand dollars this year. Are you kidding me? I mean, he has twenty-eight home runs and uh, sixty RBIs. You know, going into August. So, and then you add a Cui, who everyone mm-hmm. says is a great teammate, and uh, he proved it last night in that brawl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what a what a what a fiasco that was. And then we'll into that, but I really thought the Indians maximized their opportunities. And uh, real quickly here, Anthony, I don't know if you heard, but Grinky uh, is headed to yeah. Houston. Yeah. The, uh, the the Indians make the move of the night last night, uh, late, right as the game ended. I leave the stadium. And I hear that Clevenger and Bieber, or not, but uh, Clevenger and Bauer had embraced in a hug. And, you know, teammates do that. It, it was a well-pitched game. We, we camp on the short side. But usually two guys who don't pitch or play don't have a long embrace. And, and, and that's what kind of got me thinking. That's probably the end. And then about five minutes later, the trade came out. Tim, I don't know if you saw this. The Indians are the first team in Major League Baseball history to acquire two 20-plus home run hitters at the deadline. Uh, Reyes, with 27, was the Padres' leader. And he played half his games in a pitcher's-friendly ballpark. And then Tweet, who started the season very slowly for the Reds, um, has really turned it on at late. I believe his last couple months is hitting well above 300. He has 22 home runs. The Indians overnight added 49 home runs, 107 RBIs. Um, and now you pair, you put Puig and Reyes in this lineup. But here's what has me excited, Tim, is in the playoffs to win playoff games and series, you have to be able to pitch and to prevent runs. And the Indians have always been a solid defensive team under Terry Francona. And now you put an outfield together of Oscar Mercado, who had two or three sensational grounds last night. Um, He's only getting better. Tyler Naquin has an absolute cannon in right field. Jordan Luplo is an above-average defender. And we all know the kind of arm that uh, Yasiel Puig possesses. So the Indians uh, improve their offense, but I don't think what's being talked about enough is how well they improve their outfield defense. Uh, like you touched on today, uh, the Astros, who we are see a lot of this weekend, boy, did they bolster their team in a heartbeat by not only acquiring Zach Granke, but Aaron Sanchez, who befuddled the Indians last week. And they also got... Piagini, the reliever from the Blue Jays, who's had a nice year. Uh, so a playoff rotation now of Verlander, who's probably the Cy Young winner in the American League, Garrett Cole, Zach Ranke, and Aaron Sanchez, not to mention the Astros lineup. Astros gave up a lot, but when you're in that position, the type of talent the Astros have, uh, they win for it, and now they become... If they weren't already, uh, they become the clear-cut favorite to win the American League and probably to win the World Series. What a job uh, by the Astros today. Well, we know 
Well, just from past history, the Astros are not afraid to go for it. I mean, no. two years ago when they acquired Orlander at the yep. waiver deadline at August yep. 31st, which Manny no longer exists. Yep. And, of course, the uh, the, the fireworks came today, late, late in the, uh, in yeah, the late today. today, so it's not, not a surprise. That's usually what happens no. at that deadline. But it will be interesting to see how it affects all these teams. Obviously... Uh, you've got to love what the Indians did. Simply on this level, yes. as we talked about, they needed a cleanup hitter desperately. Yes, and they did. A true cleanup hitter. And they were able to get two of them, basically. So uh, they're going to have, you know, uh, able to extend their lineup and make it, you know, a, a Jason Kipnis can bat seventh instead of fourth. Yes. Uh, you know, a, a Ramirez can bat third or sixth in this yes. lineup. You know, and that's what I'm interested in. Right. There's so many options now that Terry Francona did not have the first 90 games of the season that he's going to have uh, the, the last 70. And it's just going to be interesting to see how they all react to it all. And I really think long-term this, this was an amazing deal because they got some, they got some talent coming back. They got a yep. legitimate outfielder who can play a DH yep. uh, and two of them. And uh, Puig has a, a, an astounding arm. I mean, oh my god, it's incredible. I mean, you were talking about Tyler Tyler Naquin's arm, and yeah, that dwarfs it. Yeah. So we'll wait and see how this all works out. And but you know, like last year when they made the trade for him, uh, they just put themselves in a good position the rest of the way. And to run down Minnesota and hopefully, you know, make a run, deep run in October. We'll see what happens. Obviously, every year is a different story and different opportunity. Uh, but what really is interesting is the teams that weren't able to really make big moves. Oh, like and, the Yankees. Exactly. And, and the Twins, too. I mean, yeah. Neither Sergio Romo and Sam. Significant yeah, they, yeah, it, yeah, they... You know, the Twins, uh, let's talk about them since they're in our division. Uh, Sergio Romo's a nice reliever, um, but he's, but he's, but I don't think he moves the needle. I don't think he moves the needle in that bullpen. And then, you know, to, today late, as you touched on, Tim, uh, they had Sam Dyson, and Indian fans might remember Sam Dyson as the guy that gave up back to back blown saves to open the 2017 season when he was the Rangers' closer. And after that series, when Windor just had like eight RBIs off him, uh, he was removed from the closer's role. Um, so the Indians, uh, so that, so I don't think the Twins did anything to move the needle, and the Indians did. Um, what I was more surprised about is the New York Yankees. Uh all of their injuries on the in the starting rotation uh, and the age of Sabathia and Tanaka, you would have thought they would have been ultra aggressive in pursuing a starting pitcher. Um, but I guess we'll have to see. It, well, you know, like you said, Hank Johnson, I believe, was their pitcher in the minor leagues that they said was a was untouchable, and obviously, yeah. He's you know, so obviously that's true. You know, they decided, you know, to the whole hope out there. 
and look for him in the future. They did not want to trade him with a big gun, nope. but they had in the minors to uh, improve their team. Now, I'll say this, the Yankees were kind of, they had like two or three players that were major level ready, yeah. including that David Johnson, and then you had others who are really uh, projects or have high potential that are low minor leaguers. And teams were looking for, I think, uh, players that can impact them today and or in the near future instead of two, three years down the road. So they were kind of handicapped on what they wanted to do and who they were willing yeah, they to were. deal with. But, yeah, it will be interesting to see how that comes about. Boston didn't make any major moves. Nothing at all. And I think they were like the Yankees. They were kind of pigeonholed, like you said. Uh, they didn't want to overpay. They didn't have the resources as some of these other teams did, um, and they struck. And here's what I like about the Indians, and we'll go back to it. Uh, we've talked about Reyes and Puig, um, but we got three top 100 prospects who are going in the minor leagues. Uh, Logan Allen has already pitched a couple of games this year for the Padres. Um, his six nine, his six nine eight ERA doesn't, you know, scream. Oh my gosh, he's going to be really good. But Logan Allen's first career start this year, he took a no-hitter into the seventh inning, I believe, or a one-hitter. And we all have seen the Indians knack in the minor league system to develop pitchers. Um, so we uh, see him in September. You know, uh, right. like, I completely and, agree with that, Tim. Yep. And we'll probably see the, the minor trade that the Indians made the day before, some of those players, those two players, yeah, probably it, before yeah, September or during uh, September, too. So, uh, yeah, I think we'll Wood see will actually one. be adjusted and brought up sooner than that. I think Wood will be, where they got from Tampa, will probably yes. be part of the Indians bullpen here in the yes. next 10 days. That's just my gut feeling. Right now, they got to shake it all out and uh, figure out who's staying, who's going, and, and what movable parts they'll have. And the return, uh, and the return of Danny Salazar tomorrow for the Indians. So, and I think that was a tell. You know, yes, if you were yes, out there the other day, you know, they decided not to give him another minor league uh, rehab. Start, and they, yep. brought, they brought him up. They're going to start him tomorrow and put him on a 60, 70 uh, pitch yep. count, maybe 80 pitch count max, and and go from there and try to build him up and see what happens. We all know he has talent. We've seen it back in. Uh, you know, 2014, when the Indians made that big run. And even 2016, when he was an all-star. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, he was an all-star in 2016, yeah. And I so think the talent level's there. It's just a matter yeah. of, of owning it and, and doing something, you know, positive. What I'm not expecting him to no. be the same pitcher no. he was five years ago or three years ago. Uh, that's just but not. But right now, all he has to do is give us any. And three or four innings. minor league start within the next two weeks, next week and a half, I think the Indians saw that Kluber is progressing nicely. Uh, he's healed faster than they thought. Um, I believe Francona said he'll make a simulated he'll pitch a simulated game either today or this weekend. 
um, and then a minor league rehab start. So you're looking at adding a Danny Salazar and a Corey Kluber. Now, both coming back from injury to Salazar two years. Kluber has not pitched since early May. Uh, but in the playoffs, it's all hands on deck, and you can finagle the bullpen. You can, you know, you can use guys two, three innings. And if Salazar well, and Kluber can give you that, on the button. obviously, if it's a if they're in a wild card, that's a one game yep. playoff, so everybody's available, and you can really script your team for that one game that way. Yes. And going forward, you can use. A lot of these players differently, and let go you know, too. Yeah, uh, and, and use your fourth starter as kind of a bullpen game. Yeah, and not hurt yourself because you have long guys who can go exactly multiple innings. Uh, exactly. You know, will there be changes? Absolutely. Will there be yeah. guys going on the IL? Yes. And they've made you know obviously some adjustments to get some players onto the roster now. And you know today's game, we won't see those players yet. At least start because they're not available. Um, they're on their way to Cleveland, and like I said, it's the same lineup that we've been seeing the last, uh, yep. you know, four or five weeks. But uh, starting tomorrow, August first, we're going to see a different lineup, and we're going to see uh, a team that's uh, making adjustments on the fly and continue to get better. And quite honest with you, I'm they did better I'm than I ever expected. I'm uh, thrilled. You know. Bleak has been mentioned for the last uh, couple months in a lot of rumors, yep. and uh, I was surprised, and there it was. And uh, Reyes, I was just thrilled to death about. I was, I, I they they were able to get you know three similar yeah. from San Diego. Uh, not that San Diego didn't get a good player in return, they did. They um, did. You know, and Cincinnati got what they wanted. They wanted a yeah. a, a top starter who can add to their starting rotation and, and build for next year. So, And the Indians, it's a win-win. They've got players yeah, that they can yeah, help us yeah. this year and in the future. And next year. And more than that, they traded a, a Bauer to a non-contender in exactly. the National League. Exactly. So and they, they won't have and they, they will not hurt The chance they'll face them next year is in the inter, is the interleague games in Cleveland and Cincinnati. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Maximum chance you'll see him is twice, and there's a good yep. chance you might not see him at all. See him at all. Tim, when I walked out of the stadium yesterday and I heard the trade, the first thing that came to my mind was Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff just pulled off another heist. How many times have we talked about either off the air or on the air? And I believe we just touched on it in our – not just past podcast, but the podcast before, of how well Anthony and Turnoff do in trades. And like you touched on, this was a fleece. We we got five really good players, two players that are going to help us immediately starting tomorrow night. There's no question uh, around baseball and from people that uh, have made comments that the Indians did very well in the trade. They got everything they were looking for. Going into the season and throughout the season, we knew the deficiencies in the outfield and deficiency at DH, in a sense, since you traded in Carcion. And now the Indians have got a power outfielder and a DH the rest of the way through, and that's going to make a huge difference in this lineup. You've added two bats to your lineup 
that are just absolutely should drive yep. in runs and be productive. And, you know, God willing, everything will work out that way. And as you mentioned, uh, they added three more players to their to their system that uh, they have uh, faith in. Unless you mentioned yep. uh, Logan Allen is a, is a young pitcher who is on the verge of uh, breaking through to the major leagues. And then you have two other guys, you know, Victor uh, – is a uh, player that they they have great you know they they like as an infielder outfielder and they got Moss too so I think they did well you know I honestly think they uh, come through with the highest level that we can expect and uh, you know they waited waited and waited and they got what they were looking for uh, just as they made moves this off season and they kind of frustrated fans and. Yep. Us in the process, but you know what? Give credit where credit is due. They have been able to maintain, survive, and now hopefully thrive. And uh, this, the moves they made in this past year, as, as frustrating as they were for fans, and I get it, because mm-hmm. we're all fans of the Indians and want to see them succeed, uh, may have put them in contention to continue to be a team that has an opportunity to make the playoffs and win the Central Division for the next three to five years. So it's been impressive uh, what they have able to achieve. Not saying they won't make moves again in the future that may mm-hmm. trade a player that we all love, and uh, you know, but that's baseball on a mid-market yep. level. And if you, you know, and, and I say this to myself and to other fans who have not attended that many games, uh, even though revenues have changed. Uh, you want to see players stay in Cleveland? You want to see them compete? Yep. We got we got to go from twenty two thousand people at a ball game to twenty eight to thirty thousand, yep. and that will change uh, the rest of the season and into the playoffs because there's a lot of revenues. And if the Indians make a deep run in the playoffs, that's going to give them revenue to use in the future. That's how they got in Curcion because of the deep run in twenty sixteen. Yep. And you know, I mean, I hate talking about money, so it's not mine, and. Uh, because I don't think any fan really cares. They just want to see the product on the field, no matter what sport it is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it, the best thing we can do as fans is support this team the rest of the year out. And the best way to show that is not just in ratings, and many of us will do that either on radio and television, mm-hmm. but uh, be like yourself and go yep. to the games. Yeah, it's, uh, it, 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 this trend only speaks to um, – what Anthony and Turnoff have said all year, that they have a plan, they're going to retool, uh, but they do not want to rebuild. Do not call us a rebuild because it's not a rebuild. And as, la- as late as April and May, um, we were saying this is probably their last year. The window's closing. Uh, the window's closing. It's And I think with this trade you just touched on, Tim, they kept that window open because uh, – the Twins are going to get to a point where they have to pay some guys. And some guys are having careers this year that maybe won't have these kind of years, and you're already starting to see them uh, regress back to the mean. Um, I got a text from a Twins fan last night who said, oh, we're in trouble. He said, we did not make any bold moves, and you guys once again did. So I know well, Twins fans did are bold moves. I will say this. The Twins made their bold moves in the offseason. In the offseason, yeah. They made some great moves, and they all cashed in big. Yep. And they uh, they continued. And I'll be honest, I thought 
uh, adding uh, Romo was a great move for them. Yeah, not, yeah. He, he will make them better, and he will help that bullpen. Um, is he a game changer? Well, probably not a game changer, but is he an influencer? I think he is. I think he'll have a big influence on the play of the Twins going down the you know the stretch here. Uh, the next two months. So we'll see exactly how it all winds up. The Indians got 10 more games with the Twins. They got plenty of time to yep. catch them. Uh, you know, last night was a, a, a tough night to watch. I'll tell you what, uh, Indians are dominated by Verlander, and I'm sure yep. go, watching the game yourself there and seeing it was frustrating, but you also seen a dominant performance. Oh, and he then had... within, within 15 minutes of that game ending, all yep. of a sudden, that two nothing loss meant nothing to you. Open it though. Last night, Justin Verlander had no hit stuff. He was absolutely guilty. I don't care who he was playing, who he was pitching against last night. He was winning every start. He just he had that night where he had no hit stuff. Uh, he scraped out two singles, uh, but he absolutely was dominant. And it was kind of a sight that Shane Bieber absolutely pitched his butt off outside of. You know, yeah. um, a two-nothing ball game is, is he absolutely pitches off, and I think that's why the Indians felt comfortable trading for the Bauer because in the last two months or so, two to that point, Shane Bieber has taken a huge leap into becoming uh, the frontline starter that they envisioned for him when they brought him up last year, and he continues but, to pitch lights out. You know, as much as everything that happened to Bauer leading up to the trade. Yeah, is a, is an amazing storyline to begin with, uh, with his frustration and yeah. uh, his his long throw over center field fence at the end, and you know I know how the media will present it, and I know how you know even us will present it in a sense saying he's going to be known for two incidents in his Cleveland career. Obviously, the drone accident into the World Series and the uh, the heave over center field fence. But in between, he won a lot of games and pitched his ass off for the Cleveland Indians. And um, you know what? I'm not disappointed. I'm a, I'll always be a fan of his. I just I, I find him a very unique individual and a, and a fantastic pitcher who absolutely has that desire to be the best he possibly can be. And on that level, uh, I will miss watching him every fifth day. And, uh, yeah, just like any pitcher, sometimes you look at him and say, oh, my God, I can't believe this game. And then other mm-hmm. times you look at this game and says, you know, like he did against Toronto two times, basically yeah. no edge stuff. So uh, he's capable of anything, and he will get better. And uh, you know, team go. I think, honest to God, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think the pressure of being known he was being shot the last two months. Oh yeah, even even coming into the season had a great deal on him, and it was a learning experience for a young player. You know, you got to remember, he's only 27, 28 years old. Um, so, going forward, I think he's going to be able to rebound, and we're going to you're going to see some great performance out of him down in Cincinnati. And I honestly do believe that the Indians got maximum value for him, and have an opportunity to run down the Twins and uh, to make this a very interesting season. And not a surprise, other teams in Major League Baseball made themselves a lot better today. So. It should be uh, a fun two-month run here. The last 65, 70 games of the season should be a lot of fun to pay attention to. Yeah, it's, uh, 
like you said, last night we in the stadium, 2 nothing on the side. But within 15 minutes of the trade being announced, you basically press the reset button. And from tomorrow on out, you have a whole new team, uh, offensively, defensively, and uh, picking staff lines. And like you said, 10 games left against Minnesota. Um, get through this two, two-and-a-half-week stretch of tough games against teams above 500, and we'll see where the Indians stack up um, at the end of the year, either the wild card or the, or the uh, division. But right now they're in good shape to make the playoffs, and all you got to do is just get in. And, and anything can happen like you've talked about, like we've talked about, and we've seen numerous times in baseball um, get in and anything can happen. Baseball's a long season. I've said it many times. There's a lot of peaks and valleys through the year. And you have to get through them all. You can't live and die with every game. you got to live and die for a 10-game period and then, you know, take a breath and, and look at and, and evaluate your team and how they're going forward. And the Indians have been that, on that roller coaster all season long. And now we've hit another uh, turn on that roller coaster and a projection going up a hill. So it should be a lot of fun. Like I said, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait to watch some of these ballplayers, uh, you know, and how they uh, affect the Indians going forward. But, yeah, I think the Indians helped their bullpen. I think the Indians helped their their starting lineup. They extended their lineup by two players. I mean, that's huge. One will be playing the outfield, and the other one will be DH almost every day. Yep. So that's going to be huge. You just added, like you said, 100 RBIs to your lineup potentially all season, the rest of the season long. And um, you add in a a rejuvenated and found stroke of Ramirez. Yes, and I think he's going to benefit from these guys. Right, and it's just going to add more depth to this team's ability going forward. It's not going to be easy. You're going to want – look, nothing's ever easy. No. In sports, okay. There's no easy championship. There's no easy win. Uh, you got to grind it out. And just enjoy the, enjoy the grind. I hate saying it that way, but enjoy it because it's going to be a lot of fun uh, as a, a sports fan the next couple months watching the Indians. God forbid they fail and something mm-hmm. bad happens. They made the right moves. You know, anytime you make the correct move to make yourself better, Win or lose going forward, you have to respect the opportunity yeah. of what you gave yourself. Just like last year when the Indians acquired hand, it was the correct move. It was absolutely the right time to do it right after the All-Star break when they did. You know, did it make the Indians, you know, the Indians bullpen better? Yeah. Did they win a, a you know, they ran up against Houston. Yeah, and they had three good games against them, but they lost them all. So. Yep. You know, that's just the way it works in sports. Sometimes you uh, you run into a better team in the playoffs. Um, hopefully this year that won't happen. Hopefully this year the Indians will have a, a huge run deep in October and uh, hopefully, if necessary, into November. And uh, we'll go from there. But that's like I said, you can't get too excited. You can't get too cold. It's, it's a long season. And enjoy the ride because the ride is going to be bumpy and it's going to be up and down. And you're, right now... If you're like, um, you know, to use a King Island uh, in Cincinnati type of a, a cliche, we're yeah. back on we're back on the uh, the hill going climbing up. You can hear that click 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 click. Yeah. And I and I'm I'm excited because you know there's nothing better than than hearing that click 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 going up when you're on a roller coaster. Yeah, um, 
I think the addition of Reyes and Puig will take a lot of pressure off Lindor and maybe help uh, Mercado relax a little bit and get, and get him even more settled in. Uh, it's what Francona has preached all year long. We need to we need somebody to extend our lineup. We did that times two, like you said. Um, and tomorrow night we'll find out how the additions. Hopefully both will will be there. Hopefully extended, although that's looking doubtful. But even more so, um, there's a lot of baseball left. And like I told hey. my aunt last night, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're in a, we're in a good position right now. If you told me this in April or even May, I would say you're absolutely crazy. Um, but prime position to make the playoffs and if you advance in the playoffs, nobody's going to carry for the division champion or wild card champion. All right, Anthony, we'll talk again here maybe this weekend. This has been a quick pod here just to talk about the trade deadline and what the uh, Indians achieved uh, last night, trading uh, Bauer away to Cincinnati and a three-team trade, receiving five players back from San Diego and Cincinnati. So uh, it's been an, um, an impressive night for the Cleveland uh, franchise and, and the Indians. And uh, it was a good trading deadline. Everyone was wondering what would happen with this solid deadline now on July 31st. I think it worked out well. Yeah, I think Baseball I, and for the yep. teams involved. Yeah, I I think it had a lot of intrigue. Um, you know, and it, it made teams think a little quicker and earlier than they would have in the past. And uh, like you said, we're going to find out starting tomorrow night with our two new additions, uh, how well and um, how far uh, this team can go. All right. So, so long as there's not another brawl with one of our players before they get to Cleveland, <laughs> we'll see them soon. And hopefully no big suspension along the way. We'll talk about that in the next pod and what uh, comes down there. For Anthony, driving in his car, headed back to Tampa, I'm Stephen Corbin. We were on using our cell phones today to record this podcast. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you very soon right here on Radio MVP.